Welcome back to another week of the Launch Sequence Podcast. This week I'm here, episode 34. We're, we're busting through these week after week. These are great. I've got with me today Salty Mike, and we'd like to say hello, hello to you from the salt mine as we get into some good old Star Citizen chatter. Um, my man. So we've, we've, we hang out last year. Uh, we yep. were on a show together with Dig That, and then I came onto your show at the end of last year, and we had a great time. So far, all of our talks have been great, and I'm looking forward to this one as well. But like, how have you been doing leading up to this? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, playing SE as much as possible. I mean, Jumptown has has been, and uh, tonight starts again, so pretty exciting. Yes, uh, has been amazing. It's like kind of reinvigorated my excitement for the game a bit, so that's been good. And okay. then not having it has made me want to and play other games that had like similar aspects i guess to it so yeah doing good though family in town visited some family yesterday and that's awesome how were yeah, the good. how were the holidays for you good good yeah. just um i worked what did i work i worked christmas eve but had off christmas day so we spent some time with family christmas day okay that was nice that's good. Yeah. That's good. I always feel bad when people have to work on Christmas, man. I was like, we we had a, like an emergency. We had to go out and get some uh, ingredient. I don't remember what it was, but like we were out on Christmas Day, and I was seeing yeah. stores open, and I'm just like, ah, like I know I was actively being that person. I was going out to get yeah. something from the store, but I was completely fine when we got to a store and it was closed. It's like, you guys should be home anyways. So yeah, like that's good. Um, dude. The casino I work at is pretty cool. Where uh, Christmas eve we closed at eight instead of 5 a.m or whatever we closed that's nice and then so night shift didn't have to come in christmas eve and then christmas day we opened at 6 p.m so day shift didn't have to come in for christmas day so that's i worked cool. during the day so everybody got one day off to spend with their family yeah. and i think they do something similar on thanksgiving well that's nice i just i don't work thursday so i didn't have to but yeah i because i bet i bet like something like a casino is something people expect to be open during the holidays or just want to enjoy on their like vacations. So that's cool. Our holidays are not your holidays. Right. We have, we make up our own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're not that. on the normal holiday days. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to, to spend some time, dude. Do you guys do anything like a Santa casino guy who runs around and like gives people money or something? <laughs> no, not our place. <laughs> I don't know about other places, but I don't know. The only the casino wise no but the one thing that we do as a family is um my wife's mother's italian so they like she learned how to make pasta from her grandmother and we make ravioli like the special ravioli mm -hmm. so the whole family like she makes the pasta we stuff it and we make it all and then we eat it on christmas so that's, that's cool. like our christmas thing yeah nice to have a tradition man i remember yes. last year when we were in turkey me and my wife we wanted to have a, a duck feast and since we had mm -hmm. ducks on the farm uh, her family they were like you know what we can you can you know use those ducks <laughs> we were like wait a second like this is a lot i don't i don't know we didn't yeah. have to do all of like the killing and stuff but we did have to clean them and everything and prepare them and i realized that that was not going to be my christmas tradition <laughs> yeah i've always wanted i've wanted a farm or at least land and gardening and you want to know where your food comes from that is true but when you actually see the process it is Ugh. quite difficult like i watch a youtube channel of a guy who has his own homestead or whatever mm -hmm. and he does show the process of um farming his chickens and and everything and it was like 
I don't think I could do that as Dude. much as I would want want to do that and what watching it from afar i do kind of want what he has in a way mm -hmm. i don't know if i could do that aspect of it it's definitely i didn't even get the full experience because we weren't like full-on farming and i was doing all the mm -hmm. the space mode stuff at the same time but like when we lived on the farm it was like misery i mean it was cool it, really because things are happening and you're making things and you're growing things and all this stuff is really cool in the long term but like on the day-to-day -day life like, holy crap, it's tough. And I mean, that might have been because I was trying to do other things at the same time. But like, true, everything goes wrong, right? Like we were just talking about yep. technology going wrong. You take that and you instead consider animals. They just like, they never stop doing things. <laughs> so yeah, it was intense. It was a lot. But uh, it was a yeah. cool learning experience, at least. I think I'm going to stick to gardens. Gardens are nice. I, I, yeah. can, <laughs> I advocate for gardens. That's a good halfway point. Yes. But anyways, let's get into gaming, since that's where we're here. Um, before we jump into Star Citizen, because we got some great topics to talk about, you were playing Albion before you got in here, and I wanted to kind of talk yeah. to you about games in general. So what do you play? We're like, actually, actually, let's take a step back. How did you get into yeah. making content? Were you playing video games before? Did you make content for those games or like what? I've always played video games. So from, I, I guess, my first console was a Nintendo and NES. But I've I played, like the ColecoVision or whatever, whatever like one of the first ones where my oh, uncle God. had it and yeah. we played it. And like you know, I had the original Game Boy and things like that. I've always liked games. Uh, my brother, who's here, was even worse than I was about playing games to the point where like he wouldn't come up for dinner to eat. So our NES like got put up in the attic somewhere and we I did not have a game system from the the like from like kindergarten age, maybe a little bit like maybe first or second grade until the PlayStation one came out. And I think that was my first console mm. and or two. I can't even remember. But uh, there was a, a, a time where I didn't play many games, but mm -hmm. I've always played games. And then as far as making content goes, uh, I talked to you a bit about before the podcast yeah. is my brother showed me Twitch right? and I got really into certain streamers that I thought like, you know, I remember watching Soda Pop and when he first started and uh, Summit, I watched Summit when he had a hundred viewers and he was, <laughs> it was New Year's Eve and he was crying because Soda Pop and subbed to him. <laughs> so like just to put that into perspective of like Summit's what, like, oh what my twitch God. was famous people yes. <laughs> yes he was literally crying because soda pop and sub to him on, on new year's eve and um yeah i was just like i want to do that mm -hmm. and i got into it originally for the wrong reasons was i was like holy crap these guys are making so much money and i was mm -hmm. like i don't like dealing like, poker that much maybe i could do this yeah and i mean that was totally the wrong reasons. And I like gave up pretty quickly. And then I was like, wait, but this was really fun. So then I came, came back <laughs> maybe like a, a month or so later and started doing it again and just like did it for fun. And I, that's kind of where we are now. You had the opposite journey of, of many people like exactly. get into it for yeah. the, for the money. And you're like, wait a second, this is pretty fun. <laughs> so you did, you started yeah. out streaming then you weren't making videos or doing like your weekend reviews or anything. No, I started out streaming and then um, I think Board Gamer was the one who like when we started becoming friends, I was like, oh, man, I should make YouTube videos, too, because that looks really fun. And that's what YouTube really 
did become for me was like Twitch is kind of hard to be creative on because it's a live platform. But the but YouTube, I thought was like really cool, the editing process and being able to make videos and stuff. So I used to make the lore post would go into uh, Jump Point and they would post like about a star system. And I would make these like lore these posts of like what you could do in this star system and if you were a miner you might want to be here because of all these planets that have ore on them and stuff yeah 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 that uh, was that's what i used to be super hyped up so those were like my first videos on youtube okay i did i actually i didn't know you made videos like that that was um there was, was somebody time ago. Uh, was it I don't think it was it STL Youngblood maybe who who also made videos like that. Somebody who was making videos yep. along with them when they were doing their uh, what do they call it? Lore Lore Makers Guide to the Galaxy videos, I think. Yeah, it might have been him. I don't yeah. remember, but those he definitely yeah. made them better than I did. Well, either <laughs> way, sure. just the general topic of those videos. That's a good idea because like that stuff was really interesting, and you know, back back before when we didn't realize we wouldn't have a new system for six years, <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was fun to think exactly. about. Um, now because back then the the scope of the game was freelancer basically but with good graphics or better graphics uh so it was different then than it is now you expected to just jump to a system and then go to like certain waypoints basically you know yeah where now it's so open and it's right very yeah different yeah um so at this point you're making content for star citizen not mm -hmm. full-time because you're still doing the the casino work but like a lot are you getting any time to play other games or enjoy other games? Like, have you, are you looking forward to anything else coming out this year? Uh, I am not looking forward to anything else coming out this year. I do my best to try and play other games as much as possible because mm -hmm. there's so many games that I really do enjoy. Um, and like we just talked a little bit before that I have an Albion online account. I'm trying to access it. I have a problem getting into it right now, but the... Um, I loved that game, but that game requires you to live and breathe that game. If you're going to at least achieve the goals that I'd like to in the game, which mm -hmm. was like high level, uh, guild versus guild stuff. So they have like five V five guild versus guild battles. They have hundreds of people battles like, um, over territory and stuff like that. Wow. And you have to like really skill your character up in order to do that. And, I just never had the time and it, it actually became discouraging. But now I was like, man, it would be really nice to have a mobile game to just kind of kill time with and like do crafting or whatever. And this game like was pretty darn good on mobile for that. So that's actually why I was playing today was like, I'm just looking for a game to like kill some time with. And this one seems perfect. So it's so it's available yeah. on, on phone. Yes. So oh. when I was playing it originally, it was uh, in beta on the phone. So you have to go through like on uh, iOS, like test flight or whatever to be able to use it. But it was worked pretty well back then. It never crashed or anything. And um, now it's like full blown mobile. It They went from a they're like completely free to play model with a premium uh, like sub that you could do for extra XP and that kind of stuff. But you can easily earn that in the game through in-game currency. Okay, cool. I'm going to look into it, but I loved it. It was one of those games where, like, there's tier one material, there's tier one armor, and you just keep going up and up and up, right? Yeah. And the best stuff is in full loot PvP areas. Okay. So yeah. it is a full loot PvP game, but there's kind of safe areas for you to um, 
enjoy the game if you want to. Like on mobile, it's hard to PvP. So cool. I, I look at this game and I go like, this is what I'd like to see from Star Citizen. Like there's ways to enjoy the game exactly the same way as everyone else could, but not have that like constant like somebody pad ramming you like we have in SC so at PO that kind of thing like there there should be a safe place for somebody to experience the game and want to get deeper into it where we just don't have that in SC at the moment right um it's there we're lucky that the game world is so big that most people can experience the game without too much interference from other players but um there has to be that jumping off point for people in order to get deeper into the game is and and this is one of those games that I look to for the example of how to do it. That's fair. I was actually, I was going to ask you kind of when you're, because you, the way you were describing Albion sounds a lot like, you know, what, I've never played an MMO before Star Citizen. So it sounds a lot like yeah. what I think of an MMO. And I was going to say, how does that yeah. compare to what you would like to see from Star Citizen? Yeah. And that's a big piece there. I'm I'm is, in agreement with you on there being safe spaces, but... I ultimately still want people to be like, I, I still want there to be danger. I don't want yeah. there to be danger that like, you know, you're looking over your shoulder. Nice water bottle, by the way. I don't want there to be danger. Like you're looking over your shoulder. Um, you know, you get out of port at Terra and you're like, Oh crap. Is somebody going to bomb me as I come out of the, out of the hangar? But like, you know, if you go into pyro maybe or Stanton and you're in the safe area, I would still like there to be some, some decent risk of just being there. Yes, like when I give that example, I mean like Earth or Terra, basically. Mm -hmm. You just need a, a jumping off point for a, a person who either really wants to just chill out that day or just get a feel for the incredibly complex game that like some people don't even know just how to take be, off. You yeah, know? yeah. Just like yeah. no pressure to just like get there exactly. and sit there and look at the game and be like, okay, okay, cool. So I get this now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is pretty. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I find out more? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. After that, it can be kind of how they are selling the project to us, where like even at the stations and at the landing zones and stuff, they want there to be that risk as well. Like you you could choose to pull out a gun if you somehow were able to sneak one in is, is what they make it seem like. But We'll have to see how it ends up playing out. The, yeah. the law systems in Star Citizen is very, <laughs> it's not, it's very not great interesting right now. so far. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's that's actually one of the things that I've always wondered. Like, how is this going to progress? Because it needs to make progress in leaps and bounds. Um, but so far, everything they've done has been like tiptoes. Like, there has to be some point at which they straight up say, "You can carry weapons into Lorville." the guards will stop you if they see one, right? There's not like a halfway point between what we're doing now and that. So I'm just like, when is this going to, when is the law system going to start to really cascade? There's only one time. It's the most frustrating thing about this project, man. It's everything is server meshing because nothing works when the server doesn't. Mm -hmm. So like you, that, that example there is just, you need to have NPCs that can, yeah, logic that runs something. yeah subsumption yeah updates, so i yeah. just I, I just keep throwing my hands up until <laughs> that stuff comes and just whenever i try to i don't know communicate what i'd like to see from the game it's always from the perspective of 
outside of this a server meshed environment, how can we make the game a little bit more fun? And that's why Jumptown is so good. Is like it's just a mission marker. Go here. That's basically all it is, mm-hmm. and it requires no NPCs, no logic, nothing. The law system has its problems there, but not as much as um, anywhere else because you're not waiting for an NPC to spawn. You're really, it's it's just go here, and then the the people take control of the game, and the game happens with us, and that's it. And yeah. then we get to have this game in the beautiful place that star citizens made so it just feels awesome so um well yes i think that's such a big win we're recording this before the last session of jump town but by the time everybody hears this except for supporters listening live um we will have yeah it will be over we will have played the last 48 hour segment which i'm i'm honestly expecting my org's going in they're going in hard i'm expecting that everybody's gonna you know Dude, this is like the last part of Jump Town 2. Like everybody go and yeah. make that money, get that stuff. So it's going to be intense. Um, not considering that, though, what is your uh, professional opinion on, on Jump Town? Was it successful? Was it good? Do you feel like it did what it needed to for the game? Yeah, like look at what I loved about it was um, before we knew, before we played it, we had certain expectations on how they explained it to us. And I was like, this doesn't honor jump down right. is what I originally thought. And in some ways it still doesn't, uh, the risk isn't there. It doesn't honor the risk that jump town provided necessarily because you bought all of those, um, those commodities, right? Yeah. So it's a big buy-in. And if, if somebody blew you up, that was, that hurt. Also, you lost your components on your ships back then as well. So there was a lot of risk then. Um, But now, I think it still honored it in some ways of you got there and you never knew what would happen. And now there's so many more tools like transferring money to other people or uh, just simple things like a tractor beam and all these things that make it more interesting than it ever was before. And the... It, I think it honors it in that way that you never knew what was going to happen thing. And then the only other problem is that I think I wish it just stayed on and was was never like a scheduled thing. Yeah, uh, the timing. I think Australians really got screwed on this one. And I pretty much play on a somewhat Australian time zone time. So I got hurt pretty bad as far as being able to play it. And yeah, that's the one thing that I think failed majorly mm-hmm. was, you know, they, they wanted this to be, and they, they didn't sell it to us. They didn't make any promises, but they wanted this to be, um, started by us, not by them. And this one, unfortunately still had to be started by them. And I, I would just say from a backer standpoint, I'd, I'd love to know what happened with that, how far away they are from that. Um, maybe have a little communication on that aspect. But other than that, I would say it was a success. I would say it didn't entirely honor Jumptown, but it certainly gave me hope for the game that and and I hope they noticed the simplicity of just saying go here and allowing things to just happen was more engaging, more fun than any mission logic they've done to date, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That it's that's a good point. The the writing on the wall, at least for some of these dynamic events, is that they could literally just say, hey, this planet and this system is blockaded. 
ship some stuff there, you may get shot at. And then just being like, that's the event. Have Let's fun with it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. It because, doesn't... Because what's it... I mean, that is going to be Star Citizen, is it not? Yeah. Like, the, the, the economy is going to do its thing in the background. They can just make it up and pretend however they want. And I know there'll be NPCs there, and I know, but I don't know. The For one, like, I, I'm kind of trying to, like, do an org things more often now, and I've always wanted to do, like, mining and things like that. But the one thing that I absolutely refuse to do is get in a turret of a ship and shoot at ships that don't really shoot back at you. Yeah. It's just not engaging, you know? That's fair. It's, so, the PvP yeah, the, is the definitely less... more exciting for you. Yeah, it's just it just is something. Like, I, I don't mind doing PvE if it was an actual challenge. Right. Right? So it's just one of those things where, um, at the current state of the game, it's just, this is the way better way of doing things. And there could be, like, F, like go to Security Post Korea. There is something in a box there. And then watch people fight over it. I, I just wish there wasn't always a fight over things. Like, what if it was um, go over here and there is a ton of ore in this area, but it's in an armistice zone even. And I, I don't know. Like, just you can do things and make things more interesting without having NPCs involved until you can is just how I, I'm starting to look at the game. Yeah, that's fair. I, like I'm fine being patient. Maybe try to make the game as interesting as possible until then. Yes, we're all we're all waiting for some motive. Like we've got a great yeah. we've got a great sandbox, but we just don't really have much motive to get going or or even use the features. Like you said, this new dynamic event. This was a mission that pushed us to use things like tractor beams and transferring money and maybe some other stuff. Like maybe somebody used a, the docking in the constellation. Okay. Like, but all yeah. of these features that people don't use start to come together once they actually build in these like motivating missions for us to do. And I, that's a good point, man. It's the first time ground vehicles ever had a purpose. Yeah. Um, people started taking the tanks out and the, the, uh, the ballista, right? Like those are actually super useful at these locations. And it was, it was the most simple thing that made it happen. And I think that they try to overly complicate things um, in general, and then definitely overcomplicate things for what a server can handle right now, you know? So so I think it's a big sign of simple might be better for right now, guys. Oh, you know? yeah, and for I'm, right now, I definitely. That's okay. Yeah. So what was, um, what did you think about the the combat? I, I've only played it once, so I haven't gotten as much, mm -hmm. uh, as much time with Jumptown as I've wanted to. But in terms of combat, really, for me, it seemed like it was mainly ships fighting ships and then ships shooting people on the ground. I never really saw much of people fighting people on the ground. Terrible. In that in that way, that that's where um, I think the event fails. Is they spent from a from a development side completely fails because they spent all this time making it an FPS level. They put all these things there. Oh, there's these guns, and those are anti-personnel guns. Those aren't anti-ship guns. They spent all this time doing these things for what an FPS experience would be, and you don't get to have one. Because somebody would rather just put like, you know, guns on their ship and shoot down at you because it's way easier. And that, I think, is the disappointing part. But I also think the ship combat is more polished than the ground combat. So there's that. So when you if you are into ship combat, it's pretty fun experience for those people. Yeah. Uh, but again, they're just there's a, a big problem, too, with ships flying too fast. So you're at the location and then 
two seconds later, you're 30 kilometers from it uh, fighting people. So you're not really a part of the jump town fight anymore. You're just fighting somebody near it. Which is um, funny because yeah. usually I'm, I feel like I'm flying too slow in atmospheres. <laughs> as soon as you start to get yeah, some scale to it. Only one place at JT had a decent enough atmosphere for the fights to be good. And that's mm. Calliope or Calliope or however you say it. Um, that was one of the lo good locations for that. Okay. But Yella's not, and neither was... I forgot the other place. Um, Lyria, Lyria, I think, yeah. is the other place. So though they don't have good atmospheres. Mm -hmm. But, again, like you said, mostly ship combat, and that's what's disappointing uh, about it, is I'd love to see a way for you to just get on the ground and those interactions to be mostly in that your ship is just to get in and get out kind of thing so this is an issue that i feel like i've been kind of noticing uh like seeing for the last year or two but thinking mm -hmm. to myself well that'll get itself figured out but to be honest i don't know i haven't played enough games with mixed combat to know what a solution to this would be but it feels like most of the combat scenarios don't end up with people doing much in terms of the fps experience what do you do you see any sort of things they can do to try and make cert for instance with jump town is there anything besides putting jump town in a cave that could get people more into that fps mode yeah i think um aa turrets missile turrets uh things that they have at the stations basically if they place those around that would have been okay just to, um, just some turrets would be good enough you think i think i think it would deter I think that, okay, here's the biggest issue for me is just the ship standing still and pointing down at the player preventing an FPS scenario. Okay, that's fair. So the ship combat in the air, I think, is inevitable no matter what, right? You, you should have superiority over the air to allow your people to come down. It should be part of it. But the 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 just nose down thing, the reason why they made, uh, what was it, hover mode was that, mm -hmm. was this yeah. experience that we're still having now that they, they haven't quite solved yet. Um, I think just like really strong turrets there would have been fine. And maybe those turrets didn't shoot at ground vehicles. So you would park, I don't know, 500 meters out behind a, a, a mountain or something and then drive your vehicle. Truck in. them in, yeah. Those kind of things. Probably right? what they expected I think the, that, the Spartan for. Yes, uh, yeah. And it doesn't make sense from a gameplay standpoint because you're you can just land there. It's not really, you know, why right. would you? Yeah. So that's, okay. that's where I think it could succeed. But then, I mean, the, the FPS experience needs a complete overhaul period, right? We have all the armors basically are identical. There's different, different types of ammo. You basically choose the weapon that you think feels the coolest, but there isn't <laughs> any use any use type for one weapon over another necessarily right so there's so many things for the fps experience to be better yeah that um yeah things Some, on the progress I don't know when, tracker too like things that are like oh yeah. this is cool this sounds like it'll make the Ammo experience types. great yeah and then yeah. like i they did a but you don't have armor types yeah so it was what armor they they did a good presentation on armor i think it was citizen con 2020 and they yeah, talked about like the material, right? Yeah, the materials, how they would have powered armors, how they'd have armors with like better uh, resistance against like electricity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so and now we're 2022. 
soon. That was three, well, two, two years, two years ago. ago. Yeah, that's just the rough part. That's the rough part of following this game. But that's we've 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 outdone that conversation. Um, oh, so Jump Town was, in your opinion, it's good for the game and it was a lot of fun. But there were still definitely some some things that could be fixed. I'm excited to see what they take back and and redo for the next version of it. Yeah, and. I'm excited for what they do next after seeing participation numbers um, like the okay, the most whiny players in the community that I think not whiny. I, let me take all this back because the, <laughs> the, uh, I don't think that they're whiny. I think that they're right and they're just speaking their mind is like the PVP players mm -hmm. and they have very little to complain about with this they're they're praising the the experience they're super happy about it and i think a lot of players that aren't involved in pvp are kind of tired of hearing what they have to say that's what i mean like whiny they're they're usually the ones shouting from the rooftops like hey uh this isn't a great experience for us and a lot of them are having a really great time because it's just so simple it's just so simple yeah and there's so many different scenarios you can do there um we've been just stealing other people's ships that they put boxes in that's what i've been doing <laughs> i find that to be super fun is you like befriend people and then you just leave with their ship wow and they're like, what happened wow yeah. okay i'm changing yeah. up our strategy we're gonna start to keep some yeah. security on board it's sneaky yeah but like and then that you could see the progression of people starting to smarten up when mm -hmm. we would turn the comrade off they everybody would freak out and bug out and leave but in the beginning <laughs> they they were like oh the comrades off that's weird and then we would just shoot everybody and then take all their ships you know See, so that's it gonna was, be oh man yeah. that's great because like when they finally start to nail these dynamic events and they're running say the same thing maybe twice a year every year and you always know that mm -hmm. people can come back and like you know what's going on people have developed strategies and that's yep. really cool that's awesome yeah and, people starts really smartening up at the end of the the last like that last week and now i wonder what's going to start happening mm, people this are going to last question here cig definitely is is seeing this they they have to understand how big a success these events have been and i mean it's uh, i guess it's a given but uh yeah they must be right now in their planning phase trying to figure out like what can we do this year to continue this kind of stuff so whatever we get this year event wise is going to be pretty cool i think yeah, I, I like I don't know how you feel, but I think I, we both know that this game's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. So I just always am like, how can you make this experience enjoyable while I wait? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm patient. I'm waiting. But you got to make it a little bit more enjoyable while I wait. And Jump Town was that first. The original Jump Town was that first time. And this is that that next time where it was like this was really enjoyable while i waited like we all had bugs we all ran into problems while we were doing it mm -hmm. but it didn't matter because it was it was good enough and not much has been good enough until <laughs> these kind of things for for me personally i think a lot of people get great experiences out of the game make great friends all those things but um from from my mmo experiences and what i enjoy this was the first thing that was like yeah that was cool that's good highlight of the year for you yeah absolutely 100 percent. cool have you done any of the nine tails the updated nine tails stuff 
No, because of my schedule, unfortunately. Oh, okay. They didn't do it on on a schedule that worked for me at all. And uh, I was pretty disappointed about that. But from what I heard, it was it wasn't a great event because no. of the the need for NPCs and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's right. That one requires the NPC scanning ships and stuff because we They didn't always spawn. Right. That yeah. Okay. I was wondering if maybe they did some good improvements to that because it seemed like Xenothreat made some decent progression. Jumptown, I'm assuming, will make decent progression, but it sounds yeah. like Ninetales. Ninetales, I think they they did some better. Like uh if you ran the if you took the cargo mission and ran cargo there, you had a marker on you. So the pirate side could attack you. But if you look at it, it's like, man, you probably need that cargo refactor for that to be a really good thing in the future. So I think it's like good steps, but the game still needs to uh, meet up with those steps and then it might not be too bad. Those big ticket but items. Most man. people complained about Ninetales. Not a lot of people complained about Jumptowns. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jumptown, I think, was a success for, for CIG. Um, yeah. It had its problems, but it went really well. I'm glad to hear that. So I'd like to move on to probably the biggest topic I think of today. I'm going to throw it smack dab in the middle of this whole thing. And that is the marketing of, of CIG. This has been numero uno on my list of things that I just keep going back and forth about. Um, I love what they've done with their videos. I think the, the trailers get me sometimes. I'm like, okay, settle down. But like recent trailers have been a lot better. Yeah. So ever since IAE of 2020, I feel like if Invictus, Invictus week of that year, they were kind of testing things out. But in, but IAE of 2020, really, like they really went off when it came to like building in good story based videos. And then they released the reunion, which was great. And then they did some new stuff for Invictus week of last year, which was good. And then they just absolutely nailed it with IAE. And, and the ship, the ship trailers have been good. But uh, definitely some missteps here and there with the way that they've presented some of the ships and the ship sail pages, in my opinion, have gotten a little bit too upfront and in your face. And then, you know, some of the stuff they do on the website overall marketing has clearly shifted. The state of CIG has clearly shifted. They, they are showing that they are ready to explode in size, grow a bunch, and they need the money to do it. So sure. what's been like your take on how they've been improving? Are they going too fast or pushing too hard? Do you think they're on a good, a good rate? Uh, well, I think they're, they're, the more money they make, the better. I, I think that that's obvious. The, they're, they're a company that's trying to grow. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like when people say they're a company, that their goal is to make money and pay their shareholders or whatever. Uh, that's not entirely what they are. They're also supposed to develop a video game. So there's there's other aspects to it than just being a company that just amasses as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously they had you know another really really good year and it, whatever they're doing is working. I think you I think you tweeted out uh, one of the things the reasons why it's working is more people are playing. Like there's just more backers, yeah. there's more people that are interested in the game. That's obviously why they're making more money, and that's totally true. Uh, it's not the same backers from 2013 that are continuing to buy Idris's or whatever. It's just more people. But uh, the thing that gets me is the the events that you brought up. So 
the whole like mantra of Star Citizen is is like it'll be ready when it's ready. We'll put things out when it's ready, and then we go back to the whole quarter quarterly release thing, and that hasn't really worked out too well. We've had a lot of late patches and and rushed things, but one thing that is never late is IAE and Invictus. And what has happened re recently because of those things is, do you remember 315? 315 came in and it was actually pretty good. There weren't as many issues as we had in 315.1. 315.1 was Invictus or IAE, IAE, I think. Yeah. I can't remember which yeah, one IAE. it was. And that was rushed because that has to be done on an, a certain date. That had to be there. And there wasn't the time to fix the issues that it provided. And we had to live with those forever. And we're still living with those because 316 got delayed. And now we're still in the same build yeah. as that Invictus build. 315.1.1, right? Yes. And that is where I think marketing drives me mad the most. And where I think that it fails the game is these those two specific events. Like... I, I really wonder, like, do we need um, quarterly releases? Do we need to have things be at these dates? Or should we do what most other game companies do and go, all right, we have these goals that we want to achieve with this patch. Let's try to achieve them. We can cut certain things, but we're not really going to tell people what we're doing. And what, you know, they just come out and say, this is the whatever patch, and this is what's going to be in it. And then you get your little beta or your testing environment. You go in there, you test it, they clean up the, those last few bugs, and then they deliver it to a live environment. And this game is one that doesn't do it like that at all. And I think it suffers because of these specific funding goals on these specific times is where I've seen the most issues with the game because those are the only times that they have to rush. I that see. and CitizenCon, obviously. But yeah. So do you think because they're not holding themselves to a deadline on on a regular basis that's just hurting their release style like they they're they're starting to cuz the events you're saying release on time the other ones they are kind of lackadaisical about it um they release on time but they release with the most issues right because it doesn't matter if it's ready or not it has to come because marketing decides that that's the most important thing and that's the one issue that I have. It's like it seems like marketing has more power over the game than the original kind of we're not going to have a publisher like marketing is your publisher. Now, it sounds like we have to do we have to have this build out on this day because we got funding drive, you know, uh, and what's wrong with it being a week later? The only issue is it's like the in lore dates. Just push it back a week. I feel yeah. like the raft really got me with with that. You were that, pissed. Yeah, yeah, because like it's the same thing. It they didn't have to put it out, but it felt like because they needed a, sh a ship that needed to be released at that time, they were like, "Well, I mean, the cargo refactor got delayed too, but we yeah. don't we we can't put out the cargo factor. We can put out this ship. We'll just wait until the rest of the fun." And you know, it's not that big a deal, but like. You got to put your foot down at some point. And I feel like... Well, yeah, all these things stack up. Yeah. And and eventually, you know, that was the straw that broke your back. My back broke a long time ago. <laughs> but the, you know, I, I've had multiple back surgeries at this point with these guys. But the 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 whole the whole thing with me is, is 
it seems like marketing dictates the direction of the project in a way at times. And it's it seems like marketing dictates the state of the game more than I'd like like it to be. There's no reason why um the only reason why we're the game is as broken as it is now was because of that 3.15.1 patch. Because 3.15 did not have the issues that we have here, and there just wasn't the appropriate cleanup that could have been done before it was released. Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole the whole thing about marketing, I mean my approach is that yeah and and they do have to make money and like you said i think that was actually a really interesting uh phrase that you mentioned was that marketing was almost like the publisher at that point because it's it, it's got to be somebody's job in the company to say these are the moves we need to make at these times to make enough money to keep doing this so i get that yeah. and i will always you know i always whenever i'm talking about this kind of stuff i'm always considering that none of us actually know what's going on in the company so there there could be very very real and important reasons that they're doing this but i feel like they need to help us understand that better because from our perspective like you said it looks like marketing is deciding hey we have to make this much money this year here's what we need to do devs you guys figure it out and i'd much rather it be like devs be like hey we've got this great event that we can make happen this year that's going to bring in a bunch doing. of people yeah. now go market it yeah so and that's what citizen con kind of is i think they decide like uh this is what we would like to do and they go and try to achieve it for example like the 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 npc or whatever the mission they kind of showed at yeah. pyro that was yeah. uh, i mean it wasn't too crazy but they showed the clouds and all that stuff mm -hmm. and that's fine and they've showed these types of missions that push the game forward i've always thought and they've always told us that uh this type of stuff really does push the directions of, of things forward and without breaking too much of an NDA, you know, I was a part of the star Marine launch and you should have seen the state of star Marine hours before the launch versus what it was when, when we launched like those, those, like I was there the day, two days before. And we were like helping test it at, at the LA office. And it was the night and day because that last final push to get them there was that date. So I'm not saying that like setting dates is bad, but if you don't achieve it and it's going to make the experience worse, then what's wrong with delaying it? Like, I think the decision they made to not put out the actual 316 build was great. It's just the the absolute need to put out the 315.1 build did the same thing, essentially, that we got if you put out 316. Yeah. It, it just was in-game bugs rather than... uh client and server instability yeah it was the difference so how has 316 been know. for you besides jump town like has it been a, a decent patch you said you're dealing with some issues right? i i don't jump town as good as it was it kind of ruined the game for me right is <laughs> that was so good that everything feels less good so for me now what i'm trying to do is i think i'm gonna i I have never really done an org. I've always kind of casually just played with my friends and I'm going to try to do that and maybe do a little bit more uh, suspending my disbelief and like just trying to play the game as a mining org a little bit more and and 
try to build friendships and do that kind of stuff because 316 obviously was pretty much 315 and same bugs, same issues. And uh, it's been harder to enjoy after having so much fun uh, in, in jump town. But yeah. how about you? Has it been, it's been a weird patch for me because I've been super yeah. busy. I haven't played basically outside of streaming and when I'm streaming, it's, you know, it's different from when you're actually playing. Um, True. But it feels like besides the normal bugs that I've run into, you know, getting in, getting stuck inside of a rock here, falling through a spaceship there. Um, it feels like a pretty stable patch. I mean, obviously the lack of 30 Ks has been a blessing like that. Huge. That is unbelievable. I can't believe that we went from dealing with that to just, it's gone. I, it blows my mind because it was that such a reality. It doesn't mean it's gone forever. I'm I know so it's not nervous. forever, but yeah. I'm so nervous because the as as incomplete and as buggy as the experience could be, it is a thousand times better to to not have to be like, okay, I have to do this thing so fast because I know it's coming. Yeah. I know it's coming. I know I'm going to get crashed out and, and it's all going to be over. Yeah. And now it, it's just like you play the game. You can see its incompleteness more than you could before, but it is that's okay mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's just better yeah. that way. Overall, 316 feels like, I think... Like 315 introduced all this really cool stuff. 316 is where I felt like I finally am starting to use it. 315, I was just okay. experimenting with it, reviewing it, checking it out, you know, getting that that sort of yeah. the the uh, honeymoon period over with. 316 was when I was starting to like, I would sit down, I'd get my ship, be like, okay, here's what I need for the next couple of days. Put that on my ship. Let me go get some components for this ship. Like I was mm -hmm. making my home on my ship. I was paying attention to how I packed for missions. Um, yep. The other day I ran out of fuel on a moon and instead of like backspacing and saying screw it, I just logged off and went to sleep in my bed on the moon. And then I woke up two days later and I was right there. Like I was still stuck on the moon, but it was just like this kind of things have just been working. Um, yeah. And it starts to feel like something that I can just play. Like I can literally go into this on a stream and be like, hey, guys, we're going to actually do stuff today. And instead of troubleshooting, I still run into plenty of problems, but sure, it's feeling it's feeling better, especially with some of these newer additions that make it feel more like a game. Yeah, I, I agree 100 percent. And I like the way you said that now you're starting to put that stuff into practice. And yeah, I couldn't agree more about that is that similar experience to me is when I am playing you're you're able to put those things into practice because the server's not going to crash when the and inventory you can think works about yeah when inventory works obviously but the the ability to make choice does seem to be more of a reality now more than ever and the one like one of my if new year's resolutions for cig would be to to make those choices matter more yeah what armor choices, what ammo choices, what weapon choices, those things. Because then that'll be really, really neat is coming across somebody with the thing that you really need, but it's not as easy to get those mm -hmm. kind of. That's that's what I'm looking forward to for the future is yeah. the uh, progression aspects. It's like all the tools are there for that to be possible now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Loot's been great. I'll yeah. say this much. If we had gotten loot before the new inventory changes, I would not have cared at all. But because yeah. I'm now running around with nothing, 
and like you said, I come across a box that actually has something I need. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but all of that stuff, uh, the they're doing like a lot more free flights lately, right? They they think they did it three or four last year now, instead yeah, of the normal. Seems like two. every quarter. Yeah. Um, obviously they're focusing more like we're we're talking about on like this quality of life stuff. They're they're pushing to bring in new players. I mean, we were talking earlier about how they're growing as a company and bringing in new employees and bringing in more money, but like they're definitely pushing hard to introduce new people to this game. Do you think it's the right time or still too early? Still way too early. Yeah, like when whenever people go, uh, is this game good? And they come to your Twitch chat, like <laughs> immediately, what do you think? Because what I think is... If you're asking, well, then no. Yeah, if you're asking, then no, exactly. Because what what your expectation in your head is whatever you see on Steam. And that's not what you're getting here. Even even early access games on Steam have more... Uh, like when you log in, there's a starting point, there's an ending point, there's things to do that lead you up through that. Yeah. This game has none of that stuff yet. Like very little of it, at least. Yeah. And uh, it's just not the game for your average person yet. And that's why it's like... Guys, you have one system that looks really good and you can make that one system really fun. And you don't need any other star systems to make this game fun. You need to the other star systems to make this game complete, but you don't need it to make it fun. And that's why I think it's not ready for that because it's not fun yet. It's not... Okay. Um, not fun necessarily for your average gamer who plays a single player game who is or anybody who's played an MMO before would look at this and just be like, what is this garbage? Yeah, is that, no, I mean, that's that's essentially what it would be to your average MMO player. And that's why, unfortunately, the game has a bad. Um, I don't know. aura about it in the gaming community. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help it at all. You can I mean, you can't even people even the installation process is like something that you probably have to look up because uh, an H, a hard disk drive is just not an option. No. Yeah, that's the, that's a whole nother thing, right? Is the accessibility to it. It's not CSGO. Like, yeah. you know, it's not Fortnite. You can't play it on a phone. So there's that. But the, I think it's more the general, once you can get in, is it good enough for your average player? Mm -hmm. No. No, unfortunately, it's not. But I think they have the tools now to do their best with what they have to make it be that game that you can market to just general gamers who are looking for a game. Yeah. You have your ships, you have an inventory, you have looting, you have NPCs, you have the ability to uh, bring reputation in. We're going to see selling pretty soon, right? Like, all the basic tools are coming and they're coming fairly shortly cargo. You're going to be able to move and remove from other people's ships. You know, what's going to happen with components and things like that. When the cargo refactor comes in, there's all those things that are like just right there where you can be like, yeah, this is, this is kind of like other video games I've yeah. played before. And I, I think you can start marketing it to your friends or whomever at that point. So that's kind of, combines the old conversation or the, the older talk we were having in that it's always you know what yeah. i think that was before the podcast we were talking about all these one to two years away right so does yes. 
does CIG believe it's ready for new players yet? Or are they marketing this to new players so that they can be like, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just got here, but look at all the features we're going to have in the next year. Like, we'll have something ready for you. And do you think they can follow up with that this year? That's so they're setting up a lot of people to expect question. a game in the next couple of years. It's, it is a loaded question. It's a big one. Yeah, it's be, and, and I think it's like, do you think CIG is malicious or not? Like, that's that's what the like, essentially what the question feels like to me in in the because some people really do believe that I don't. I think they're. I think they're being driven by marketing more than they're being driven by logic. I think they're being driven by the need to finish Squadron 42, Star Citizen, Arena Commander, Star Marine, and, you know, every other, Theaters you of know, War. all these other projects, yeah. Theaters of War, right? There's there's like 50 different projects that are going all at once, and they need money in order to do these things. Mm-hmm. So I think the drive is to not fail instead of the drive to succeed, if that makes sense. Um, it's, to, it's the drive to keep the project going going is what it always just feels like that's Um, that's kind of what i'm getting at i'm wondering if they are if they're making that sort of a big push too early because they just want to make sure that the people are here rather than missing the opportunity you know and and possibly seeing it's the (sighs) same push it's the same push since 2013 nothing's changed the the marketing it's it's gotten fancier but it's the exact same marketing the best damn space sim ever you know that's that's what it was back then now it's um you know i don't know if there's like any quotes behind it but they've you know we're hearing universe sim and things like the the things that are being marketed to people are always a little bit of a ways out don't worry when we get this server meshing thing you know that it's always been the wait for the next thing like I, I remember i posted a tweet that got like absolutely um people raging and people laughing <laughs> and things like that was was like the the guy on the donkey holding the carrot and the carrot said server meshing or something like that <laughs> yeah 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 and but, people lost their minds about it but it's it's what is what it feels like is happening but like i said i don't think that that is what is it like their intention is not to be like, all right, we got to get all these new people in here, get them hooked. They got their Aurora. Now they know, well, they can get a cut list. That's really what, you know, and then keep well, going from there. Yeah, that not... is what happens. But I don't think that that's what they're, they're uh, actively going out there to do, you know? Not so much the, hey, we want to get these new player to buy new things. But like I was saying, yeah. more free flights. Uh, yep. They started that new new guide thing that they're doing on the website they've they've Mm -hmm. consciously said multiple times in the last like year and a half two years that they are focusing hard on quality of life and improving the little things for for new players it feels like they're focusing a lot on bringing new players in and i'm just i'm yes i'm honestly just wondering if that is uh if that's happening a little too early if they think that something big is going to happen this year that it's a good time for it or if they should just be waiting a little longer i think of course it's too early there's they're as much as they said that they're focusing on quality of life like is the quality of life good enough for you not good enough no it's definitely better than it was a year ago though i noticed that yeah you could tell that they focused on it but is it good enough to do these kind of marketing things i don't think so yet right yeah um and i think that's again like where 
the the need to keep things going the need like they know that they're a snowball at the top of a a mountain mm-hmm. and they know that if they keep going they'll keep picking up uh whether it's more backers or more momentum uh, for for speed for the project or more developers or whatever that eventually they'll get to the bottom of that hill we don't know if that hill will be very pretty and have all these great things, or if it will be kind of desolate, we don't, nobody knows, but we're all here for the ride down the mountain to see what will happen. Right. Um, Them included. But I agree with you. I think it's way too early to market the game to literally anybody. I, I, I'm just of the idea of like this open development thing doesn't work very well. (laughs) It's It's very tough. It is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, know? I think it's uh, clearly they've, the they're need on to for something. something to be playable. They're on to something, though, right? Like this this yeah. kind of idea of finding the people who are passionate about that specific type of game and then having those people pay for it is like kind of a thing that should happen. It just feels like there's some things that need to change. Well, in in their case, right, it was the they they came in at a really good time mm-hmm. where there are no good MMOs. And people are looking for that next one. Eve has been around for 10 years and people are kind of maybe looking for the next Eve. Oh, wow. First person Eve, all these things. And they're on to something in that aspect. But from a development standpoint, it, it almost seems like they're proving themselves wrong for me. It's like there's so many issues with the game being open and, and need, needing to be played. Mm-hmm. Uh in the in the idea of okay we have to while in an alpha state have this live service at the same time it's really difficult for them and really difficult for anybody nobody could do this nobody tries it because it's not necessarily the right way of doing things yeah and it show and it's you know their show it shows it shows that it's not perfect but it certainly worked in their case right and other games crowdfund now and and do fairly well with it but that's fair i mean they're showing their flaws as well they're yeah. showing flaws in in the system and yeah um who knows i yeah i just i we're we can't know about anything about this project until server meshing is done until they either prove it works or it doesn't right it's like they're they're building a sandbox but there's no frames of of the box mm-hmm. and server meshing is one of those frames to hold the sand in right now the sand's all over the grass exactly just getting so everywhere it's like it's so hard to talk about this project while until we wait for that one thing that is basically supposed to make it possible and yeah. even what they're going to release this year hopefully right we get that we think we'll get the persistence thing but i don't know if we'll get the uh the server meshing thing but if it does it's still not even the thing to close off that end of the box right right yeah there's right. there's still more there's there's always more but honestly yeah. dude thank you for for coming up we're not done i just want to like these are all hard questions and yeah. thanks for thanks for answering them that's why you're here um this it. <laughs> the the server meshing is oh god so is that I'm, for you i'm willing I, to wait we I'm don't cool. like to. Get it. I know it's hard. I know. I know you don't like to be like, hey, you know, this feature, this is going to do it. But, but you legitimately, do you feel like server meshing is going to be a turning point? 
it's the deciding factor. It is the thing that decides whether or not this game, like anybody who's saying, this is the thing that drives me insane about the community sometimes mm -hmm. is they, they go, but they're doing, um, they're doing things differently than everybody else or they're, they're doing amazing things. And it's like, they plan to do amazing things. Right now, the game looks amazing, but it hasn't achieved its goal to even, like in my opinion, to like be a game or be an MMO yet because of it's not self the limiting factor. Yeah. yeah, the limiting factor of it is a big problem of the server stability or the, the tick rate of the server, whatever, right? It's a huge limiting factor. So if they can resolve that issue, then you can go, oh, everything they said is possible now it's a matter of people putting their head down and doing the work but they can't do the work until you know if it's possible mm -hmm. right so ev that's like been their whole thing is they're like hey hey well we don't want to redo work right they always say that well they no matter what they have to redo work until this is a thing and now it comes down to okay server meshing is helping or it's not and then they have to either go back to the drawing board or start drawing yeah and and it start coloring it coloring in the drawings let's say and so, that that's like the thing it's like that is the deciding factor it may not be the thing that makes star citizen but it's the point that which you can go okay they're gonna they could do it mm -hmm. star like, citizen i don't know anybody who like fully believes they can without seeing that on paper working. right yeah we need to yeah. we've seen all the examples and all the talk but we need to see it actually work and yeah, it has to, there has to be action. So after that server meshing, after, well, we'll say static server meshing, but after that, that kind of starts yes. that sort of that period of like, okay, this can work. This game is ready to blow up. Not at that moment, but like that's sort of the path. It's ready for them to go to work. Yeah. Like most, like they make trolleys and things like that mostly because it's the low hanging fruit. They can do it right now. That wouldn't be affected. Yeah. yeah. And and it wouldn't need to be reworked in a server meshed environment or whatever. It, it's it's the basic things. They're they're making very basic, not complicated missions because what's the point? They wouldn't work anyway. So it comes down to when that when those doors open and the possibilities of making things more complex and more interesting are a thing, that's when you can be like, wow. This is exciting. And even if the game is buggy and even if the game has issues, that's when you could start being like, yeah, that game is for you. That This game will be for you. You just got to follow it along a little bit longer. The like the whole it's always one or two years out thing um, may actually be true at some point. Yeah. You know? Salty Mike's chasing the carrot. <laughs> yes. But I know that's only one carrot. And if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't oh boy it's basically yeah i mean how that's, i how i see it that's the least. big question like, is like what happens if server meshing doesn't work then then you in my mind and my skeptical mind then you find out who cig is are they going to make the next carrot or are they going to go okay it doesn't work we need to shift what this game is going to be and make the game as good as possible with what they can do. Yeah, close to the original vision, making some sacrifices on server meshing. That's going to be, yeah. I hope we never have to come to that, to be honest. Agreed. You know, we're all here for the dream, not the um, compromise yeah. that yeah. might 
you know need to happen but which uh, we've already kind of taken in some places for a long time yeah um do you think we'll get the because they chris was kind of hoping the entity graft would be in at with think 316 at the end of last year um with persistence and all of that you think we'll see that soon you think we'll hear about it maybe on the postmortem for 316 why that kind of stuff didn't get in the quantum stuff you also mentioned um well the entity graph is the persistence thing that they're when they did the server meshing q a mm-hmm. that that's the for quarter one or two yeah. next year yeah so i don't think they'll say anything for 316 but the that's like a big big deal that's a big deal so if we see that then that means that the ball's rolling still for meshing. Right. So that's like a very important thing for that. I don't know if we'll hear anything about it now, but yeah. And the, I was really hoping because I know Chris, he mentioned did I say it next year, it, by the way, too. I keep forgetting it's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did. Um, but I know Chris, you know, he said it. It's not in stone, it's not a promise. Uh, but he was aiming for the end of this year. So I was hoping maybe yeah. in the postmortem they'd talk about, oh, you know, we were hoping for it. This is what happened. Um, but the two things I'm hoping to hear about are regarding these kind of big ticket items we're talking about are uh, that Quantum wasn't launching Jump Town, like you mentioned, and then that the yeah, Entity Graph didn't get in. I'd like to hear what was happening with those. But um, this honestly has been a great talk. I, I think I've I've been going over over in my head again and again on like, is this is this the right time for Star Citizen to actually be blowing up? It's not blowing up, but it's gained a lot of momentum in the last year. And after this talk, I think I can honestly say that, like, I I agree with you. I don't think it is right now. I think we really got to know about Gen 12 server meshing. Like, we have to know at least what's going on with them before you can say, this game's ready. This game's ready to bring people in. Every year for the last three years, I think I've made a video at the end of the year or the beginning of the year. This is not the year for Star Citizen. Yeah. It's It just isn't yet. And it can't be until they have the tech to prove that it can be. And then if they if that tech doesn't work, then we'll see what Star Citizen becomes. But uh, yeah, it's just that that's just how I feel. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Again, I'm no. like super cool with being patient and I'm super cool with them, you know, doing their R&D and trying to make this something special and trying to do something different from other people. But uh, what I'm not cool with is the the ability for them to accept what's on the live servers as like, okay. Okay to be a game. Like, yeah. yeah, like let's let's do our best to make that a decent experience for people. And that while they have done a lot more to make it better, I think as long as they keep doing what they've been doing, I'll probably be pretty happy. The whole... 30k protection for your ships, the deciding to not put out a completely unstable patch during the holidays, the idea of, while not doing it correctly, nerfing the Ion because it was too overpowered for an event like Jumptown and Ninetales. Um, you know, a lot of people are upset about that. Mm-hmm. But in, in reality, literally everybody was flying only one ship. It was problematic, you know? Yeah. Sorry if my upload is weird. I no, no, no. That's that's actually fun. on my side. I can fix that right now. There we go. Um, cool. Yeah, it's... I'll say this much. It doesn't have to be the year for Star Citizen. It can still be a good year. Last year was, was, was still a good year. Like you said, it wasn't the year, but like the Jump Town, 
um yeah. the the 30k protections the honestly the freaking inventory and medical systems like there was good stuff last year and i know i'm oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, co- I'm i'm snorting the copium through my nose but like no it's just the truth it was it was them like actually going like hey we kind of have something here let's build off of this let's let's make sure that the people who are enjoying the game enjoy it more or let's make sure the people who weren't as much have the ability to and that that really seems like a direction that they hopefully want to continue with yeah. in the next in the next year is is if what they did in the last six three to six months is the things that they do throughout the next year and years i'm even though it may make the game take longer the it doesn't matter it, as long as what you have there is playable and enjoyable then i'm cool and that's what i would like to see and i know it's an alpha you have to throw um features in they have to finish features and Mm -hmm. features cause instability well we have a ptu man like we have a ptu put it on the ptu until you clean it up yeah clean it up and then give it to me like every other game does Mm -hmm. like it's just that easy I i don't understand um that aspect that's like the one major change i'd like to see building this to be a game that's playable for people while they're making it yeah and if that means two patches a year then that means two patches a year if that means three patches a year that means three patches a year if that means putting out a patch and seeing a flaw that you missed for example the ion or for uh there's there's a major issue right now with it's it's widely known now so i don't mind sharing it Mm -hmm. is the c788s the the guns that they're they basically go through shields cause an explosion and destroy components to the point where you shoot at one ship twice and they're completely disabled can't do anything and you win a fight it's it's a complete disaster to (laughs) this during this patch i understand because they went on vacation but in previous patches there would be major bugs and major problems that it's like yeah well we have to wait for the point one patch like we've already put it in the build like they've already fixed it but they won't release the patch until the point one mm-hmm. because of whatever cycle patch cycle that they do like just fix like i know it's going to cost you money to put out that patch and have everybody download it that's why they're not doing it mm-hmm. but you have to care about the player's experience in that case too well did they fix it with sixteen one one? do you know or 16.1? 16.1? The one that in PTU right now. I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. So that just having family in town, I have not downloaded the PTU yet. Okay. Yet. So that I don't know. But that should show a lot of fixes that were issues in 315. They should be in that patch. Yeah. Because well, they probably didn't make it in. I haven't looked at the notes, but we'll have to check. Um, regardless, yeah. this honestly has been. And this has been a great freaking talk. This is a good episode. Uh, talking about the reality of Star Citizen development and like the near future of it is just something I don't get to do very often. So thank you for that. I I know I, I'm a glass half empty kind of person. I know? mean, people know, I know you. It's in your name. People the wrong way. Right. People know you as the salty guy. But every single time yeah. we've talked, we've had super balanced and good conversations. I, and yeah. honestly, I think people should realize that like, yeah, you can be negative about something. Um, but if it's something you care about, then Still you have plenty about of it. positivity. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for coming on the show, dude. Uh, episode yep. 34. Great freaking time. I'd love for you to <laughs> let the people know where they can find you, though. 
Uh, basically, salty Mike everywhere. I don't have. I I think I have an Instagram parked, but I don't use it. Still so twerk. Just Twitter on Instagram, or no. is that changed? <laughs> no, I have salty Mike there. <laughs> I don't know. Don't look. The, don't look that up on Instagram. I don't know what you're gonna find. All right. The uh, the but yeah, just Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Twitter basically. And I guess we'll see. I'm trying to build like a a mining org. So cool, we'll see what dude. Happens. Yeah. Like, I just love the idea of like trying to figure out how to do things the most efficient way. And even though it might not be the meta way or whatever, I, I kind of just looking to build that and see what happens. What I'm excited about is for when the community is big enough or rather the game is big enough that like I don't have to worry about meta. Like I can go on a stream and mine something and there aren't people telling me what the meta is to do it right because there's just yeah. that many different ways. I, I'm, I'm excited for that. I hope that comes soon because um, screw meta. Makes the games boring. I'm dying for the for the time where I have to go mining because somebody else needs it. That's cool too. Yeah, it's like not a job. just like I go mining to make money. It's like I'm going mining because this other org was doesn't want to do mining. They want to do combat and they really need uh, missiles. Or they something. just found the deposit, but they need you to go get it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be good I'm stuff. Well, anyways, dude, thank you so much for being on. Uh, everybody who was here. Thank you if you're watching on YouTube, much appreciated. Make sure to subscribe, maybe leave a comment down below for what you thought. Uh, if you're on any of our many audio platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those places, uh, please leave a review or a rating or just, you know, let us know you like it. And for all of our supporters who are here listening live, thank you so much for helping to support this on Patreon and just for being lovely people. But um, besides that, this has been episode 34 of the Launch Sequence Podcast, the, the special salt mine episode and uh, <laughs> a lovely January to everybody. And thank you so much once again, Salty, for being here. Thanks again.